Welcome Home series. Man, it's been an amazing sermon series, not because of who's speaking, but because of what I feel where the church is going, where God is leading us, the culture he's setting, uh, the myths that he's breaking. Uh, last week, last week, we said James 1.4, allow perseverance to finish its work. Right, we, we broke we broke the myth that if you, if 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 you're in church for a couple weeks you don't feel nothing just leave because God's not real. No, I'm gonna finish it out. I'm gonna stick it out. We said even I'm gonna buckle up and and and, and wait till I see something happening. It's too many lazy people that claim to be Christians. We gotta start doing the research. We gotta start sticking it longer. Right, we gotta play the long game. Right, and that was last week. If you missed it, it's on our podcast. Um, and this week we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep going in this Welcome Home series. And, and, and if it's your first time here tonight, we'll let you know, first of all, welcome home. I was expecting it a little bit better than that, but we're going to try it again. Welcome home. There we go. Welcome home. You're in a house. You're not in a church. You're in God's house. We are the church. The church is not four walls. We learned that. Every Sunday, we set up and tear down in a high school. It's not a, it's not a church. It's a school. We're the church. Wherever we go, we are the church of God. God's not coming back for buildings and structures. He's coming back for people who love him. So, so we're the church. We're the house of God. Welcome to the house of God. We love you. This series is all about understanding what the father expects of his children. Understanding, like, like we said last week, God comes alongside you in this journey. And God brings alongside people. people. God brings pupils. <laughs> It gives you pupils. God, God, God brings people alongside you to help you in your purpose, right? We said God's desire is for me to be whole. That was the title of last week. God's desire is for me to be whole and complete. How am I going to be whole and complete if I keep exiting every process God is using to grow me? How, how am I ever going to learn something if every time it's time to learn, I leave because I can't take the heat? That was last week. Not only does he promise to be with me, but he also gives me a family to grow into. So, so if you got a Bible tonight, come on, preach, Pastor. You guys got a Bible tonight? Come on, we're going we gonna to jump in tonight. You guys ready for the word tonight? I'm ready. If it's your first time in church, there's going to be a lot of verses. I got to tell you, it's going to minister to you. It's going to be a lot of notes. I got to tell you, take the notes. It's going to hit you on Wednesday. Come on. God's speaking every single week. I want you to open up your Bible to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. That's in the New Testament. All right, go ahead and open your Bibles. A lot of you guys, your Bibles are glowing. Right, so go ahead and, and, and turn them on and go to the Bible app and go ahead and find Ephesians. Y'all good in here? Ladies, y'all in here? Ladies, any saved ladies? Saved. Any saved ladies in the house? Saved. Any saved gentlemen in the house tonight? Saved. Come on. Holy Ghost filled. Water baptized. Amen. You in the right house tonight. You in the right house tonight. Amen. You guys got it? Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to do a lot of reading. I'm reading from the message translation, so I really recommend it. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put a big Bible on the screen behind me in just a moment. Um, but if you do want to be a part of this reading, just go to the, translator, the, the, the translation part and select the message version. That's what I'm going, to be, I'm going to be reading tonight, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 19. Um, so somebody say Ephesians. Put your finger on it, right? Ephesians chapter 1, put your finger on the verse and just look up for a second. I want to just give you some, some, some background info what's going on. The writer of, of Ephesians, right, the, the, the man who wrote this, his name is Paul. We've been talking about Paul a lot in the new year. Amen. Come on. Paul, the OG, the Christian killer, right? And, and he's kind of like the dude we're really basing the series on. He's a Christian killer turned missionary. Isn't that funny, right? 
Isn't that God is very funny? He finds, he, he finds those who are really far from him. He brings them and uses them for his glory. That one day we'd see people and say, wow, look at everything you've done. No, we said, look at everything God's done in your life. You're only there because God did it. Like, only God can get the glory, obviously. Right? When you look at me and preach, only God can get the glory. Tough crowd. It's all right. We're going to keep pushing through. So Paul writes this. Uh, theologians believe, historians believe, uh, 60 years after Jesus died. He's actually in a Roman prison. So they call this a prison epistle. Right? He pens this, this letter, really to the church of Ephesus. That's why it's called Ephesians. So he's writing this around 60 years after Jesus died. He's in prison, right? So he's in chains and he's encouraging people. A lot of people didn't believe Paul wrote it because he was in chains and, and the letter was kind of passed around. Um, <clears throat> but this is an awesome message to the Ephesian church, people of Ephesus, right? Ephesus, uh, give you some background, Ephesus was the most important city in, in, in Western Asia Minor, nowadays Turkey, y'all. I got to let you know this because a lot of people think the Bible is not legit. The Bible is historically legit, right? It, it, it checks everything out that your history book checks out, right? It, it passes. It, it makes it through. So, so he's writing to a church. He's writing to the people of Ephesus, right? Most important city, very influential city, right? I feel like that's Kissimmee. Hello. We're about to blow up. Come on, somebody. It's like Mickey and then like Newburgh, right? We're on our way. Come on, somebody. We're here and we ain't going nowhere. We got to bring some roller coasters in the church. You know what I'm saying? Some ice cream and some butterbeer. Shout out to Harry Potter. All right, no one likes butterbeer. Nobody likes Harry Potter. Sorry. I don't, I don't watch Harry Potter. I'm a Christian. <laughs> Church jokes. So here's what's funny. <laughs> here's what's funny about the book of Ephesians, here's the theological message. Here's what, what Paul's trying to say with this letter. We're going to read it. What Paul's trying to say is this. Pay attention. Unlike several of the other letter, letters that Paul wrote, Ephesians does not address any particular error or heresy. So he's not here to really, like, get on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, in 1 Corinthians, he gets on them. What are y'all doing? You got sons sleeping with their, with, with their, 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 their dad's wives. Well, what are y'all doing? He's addressing it, like real, like that's, that's Corinthians, right? The, the, the people of Corinth is much like, you know, the United States of America. Just do whatever the heck you want, right? Like, do it. If you feel like doing it, do it. And he addresses things real, real aggressively. In Ephesians, he's writing to a people group, and, and they're not doing really any errors, right? There's not, like, heresy, which is, like, false doctrine. Paul's actually writing, I love this, to expand the horizons of the Ephesian church. His goal in what he's writing, catch this, it's to, it's to say, hey, you're doing good. You guys are all right. You're saved. You're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amazing. But there's so much more God wants to do. Like, like, you're, like you're, you love Jesus, man, you got it. Woo! Really cool. But I want to blow you away real quick. Because God wants to do so much more through you. Because there's just so much more. Like, God wants to, tonight, God wants to expand your mind. Like, like that's what the verses are going to do. They're going to expand your mind. They're going to give you a lot of facts. They're going to give you a lot of stuff. They're going to throw it in your face. The first, like, 11 verses, he's just throwing facts at you, right? We're going to read it. It's beautiful. He's going to throw facts at you. But really, catch it. He's, he's trying to expand your horizons. He's really trying to blow you away with what God can do 
with just little mere you, right? Like what God can do with just your faith, like what God can do with just your trust, like how God can really sustain you and hold you. And he speaks about the splendor and beauty and glorious life God has ahead of you because when it lets you know you can't get there without God. You can't get there without God. You, you, you think controlling your life will, will bring you to the best place you could be. But if you controlled your life, you would go on a downward spiral. You, you, if you could help yourself, if a sick man can help himself, that's impossible. He can't, he's sick. He needs someone who is out of his situation to step in and do something different. If I'm broken, how can I fix myself? I need someone, I need some assistance, I need some guidance. And tonight already, the Holy Spirit slapped you in the face. Stop leading, stop leading your own life. Stop it. You follow your own wisdom and the wisdom of the world, you'll walk over a cliff. I saw something, and I don't, I don't mean to derail, but I saw something crazy about the, the red moon. It was fu so funny. So, we put a list up. It, anxiety. It, the red moon causes this. And, and, and there's literally a verse in Isaiah. Like, it, it literally just slaps right in the face. Like, like, stop it. Right? Like, how many times does the Bible just say, say stop it? I'm going to break this mic by the end of this message. <laughs> just stop it. Just stop. Stop it. And, and, and Paul's trying to expand, watch this, he's trying to expand the horizons of his readers so that they might understand better the dimensions of God's eternal purpose and grace and come to appreciate the glamour and the more that God has for the church. Really what God's trying to do is get you to know who he really intended you to be. God, God's real plan is to get you to understand your purpose. It's to get you to understand what are you doing, what, what are you doing here? And that's God's big goal. That's God's big plan. And he's doing that in all of us. And you're not in this church on accident. You don't like the people you like. God's placed you around the people. And, and just, he's just so, he's done this big thing called planet earth. And, and he's placed people on it. And it's this huge masterpiece. And his plan to rescue humanity. Guys, we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that. And the moment that you take control of your own life and lead your own will, you put a pause on God's plan and put a play on your plan. And man, I'm not going to leave with my own vision. I'm not going to leave with my own wisdom. I need God's wisdom. I need to be blown away more. Man, you, you, want, you want a quick little horizon expansion? You guys ready for a little baby expansion? There's a little side note. Let's be a family that grows together. Listen, we're going to protect the people in this place. We're going to protect the people in this place. We're not going to talk bad about one another behind closed doors. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be there for one another for real. Come on, somebody, for real. Let me expand your horizons a little bit. You're trying to be the church of God. You're trying to be the church of God, and you're, you're working as an, enemy, as, as an agent of the enemy within the church, causing division. We're not here to cause division. If you have an issue with someone, talk about it. If you have the anger, let the anger turn into a conversation. Like, let's squash it. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, we're not about to break into a fight, but come on. If you want to expand your horizons, if you want to, like, start leading a glorious life, like, where your relationships are actually healthy, right? Like, where people are actually talking good about you. Like, it's not enough to be saved. Like, God's one. He wants to blow you away. And he can't blow you away if you're still that salty friend. You got to grow up. You got to mature. You got to expand your horizons. We got to protect one another. My old church. The pastor's son, my homie, Kevin, he's my dog. I was in an awkward situation. Well, he wasn't in the room, but people I knew that knew him, that knows me, and knows that I know him, that he's my homie, they were in the room, and they decided to talk back about him when he was in the room. And I was like, I'm, I'm caught in the crossroad. Have you been caught in that crossroad before? I've been caught in that crossroad. 
And I had to end it. I'm like, hey, dude, like, man, look, bruh, hold up. Er, skr, skr. Skr, skr. Hold up. Don't talk about my brother like that. You know what I'm saying? If you got something to say to him and you feel comfortable enough to say it around me, you can go ahead and say it around him. If people are talking about other people in front of you, you should ask, why are they so comfortable telling me? Why are they so comfortable telling it to them? And, and I'm, why, why am I saying this? Listen, why am I, it's, it's a quick people tactic. God's trying to expand your horizons. Let's be a church that grows together, that protects one another, that fights for each other, not that tears each other apart. What are you doing? Let God expand your horizons. You guys are, Ephesians, you're, you're ready for expansion. You guys there? Ephesians chapter 1. Now they know the man author. Now they know, you know, the theological message of what's going on. Now we can read the Bible. Now it all makes sense. We're, we're, we're put into the, 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 the picture. Ephesians. Here's what it says. I, Paul. You guys there with me? I'm reading for the message version. If you're there, say I. I. If you had a good time tonight, say hello. hello. If you're feeling good, say jello. jello. I did that because it rhymed. You guys with me? Here we go. Paul, I am under God's plan. As an apostle, somebody say an apostle. I love this. A special agent of Christ. Any special agents of Christ in here? You, got, you better walk to work tomorrow like, I'm a special agent of Christ. Hold up. Center on 3 o'clock. Center on 3 o'clock. We're moving in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to pray for this man. I'm a special agent of Christ. Writing to you faithful believers. Uh, we're never going to get through this. There's too many verses. I shouldn't have done this. Writing to you, faithful believers in Ephesus, right? I greet you with the grace and peace. He's trying to expand you. I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives. Oh, it's funny. You guys like that. By God, our Father, and our Master, Jesus Christ. The glory, the, the God of glory. How, how blessed is God, right? Watch this. And what a blessing he is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ. And he takes us to, to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down the earth's foundations... He had us in mind. Pause real quick. Before God made the earth, he thought about you. Before he even put, like, dirt on the floor, he thought about the dirt he was going to use. He thought about you. You knew that? He was thinking about you. Before, long before he laid the foundations down, he had us in mind. He, se he settled on us as, as the focus of his love to be made whole, right? God wants me to be whole, to be made whole. And holy by his love, not by works, by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family. Listen, every Tuesday night, children are being adopted into the family of Jesus Christ. Every single week, you could thank God for that. You could praise. You could shout. You could push somebody. Salvation is going on. Adoption is going on. Welcome home. You're in a new family. People who love you, people who believe in you, a father who loves you, you've been adopted in. That's why the person next to you don't look like you, but he loves you just the same. You've been adopted. The church, of, the church of Christ should look like a foster home. Not like we have no parents, but we have the ultimate parents. And it's not that we all should look alike. I, I'd be scared if it was only Puerto Ricans here. I tell you, I'll go crazy. I, I'm excited there's some black people in here. Come on, somebody. I went to Cypress Creek High School. Come on, that's all I know. I'm excited. There are different white, black, brown. Who are, who, 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 this, this is what heaven looks like, y'all. This is what heaven looks like. This is the house of God made holy in his love. That's why every week, man, I feel like people are getting adopted. You're getting adopted into this thing, adopted into this family. 
Let's keep reading. He wanted us to enter in the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Verse 10. You guys ready? We're going to keep going. Again, he's blowing you away. He's blowing you away. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, Jesus, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, Calvary. We're a free people. Free people. Free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all of our misdeeds. And not just barely free either. Abundantly free. He thought of everything. He provided for everything we could even possibly need. Letting us in on the plans he took. Such a delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ. A long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in the deepest heaven. Everything on planet earth. Here we go. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and even got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. You think it's your first time in church? God's been waiting for tonight. He's been eyeing you. He had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. He's blowing you away. You're not here on accident. Verse 13, it's in Christ. It's Christ that's in you. Once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, you found yourselves home, free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for. A praising and glorious life. Anybody being blown away? 15, we're almost done. That's why when I heard, right, he's writing to a church, right, they're not really messing up there's he's trying to he's trying to, so there's more out there like god really set all this up for you and there's more out there and it's in jesus we find out who we are and he says right here that's why when i heard of the solid trust that you have in the master jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of jesus i couldn't stop thanking god for you church of ephesus every time i prayed i think of you and give thanks but i do more than thank I ask, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear, so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers, the utter extravagance of his work. And us who trust him, endless energy, boundless strength. Man, that's the marvelous life God has for you. Oh, my God, you could take five minutes to thank God for the amazing plan he has for your life. You could do a little bit better than that, MBYA. Come on, he is after you. He is over you. He is behind you. He is in front of you. He's leading you. He loves you. Oh, he's calling you to so much more. Oh, he's trying to blow you away. Trying to expand some things in your life. Notice, 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 notice. Right in the middle of that, he starts transitioning to I ask, I ask. What is he doing? He's interceding. He's he's praying. He's covering someone else in prayer. That's what a lot of us did last night at prayer night. If you don't know what intercession is, listen, there's power in intercession. Shout out Summer Camp 18. Hold up. My little brother preached that. It's on the YouTube channel. Go ahead, follow us on Instagram. There's a link and all that power of intercession. 
quick testimony. You guys ready for a church testimony? Quick testimony. I remember someone saying in church, someone told me, someone, he said, hey, I got to put you, this is a crazy story. I was like, what? Say, right? You know, people, they, they fluff up the story. You know what I'm saying? A whole, huge intro. I'm like, dude, get to the point. So he's like, yeah, man, I got the story to tell you, man. I told someone, I told someone, hey, I, I, I told you, I was, I was, it was the middle of the day. I was in my job, and God put you in my heart to pray for Out of nowhere, God said, hey, pray for this guy. So I started praying for him. I started praying for him, and I had no idea. So, hey, I just want to tell you, yesterday at this time, I just started praying for you. And the dude was like, oh, my God. He just started bursting out crying. And he was like, honestly, I started getting scared. So, like, what's going on? He's like, dude, exactly at that time yesterday, I, I was questioning if God was real. Exactly at that time. I was... I was actually having a conversation with God. I was questioning if he was real. And out of nowhere, I felt the presence and love of God reaffirm me where I was. Brother, thank you for being obedient to God in your intercession. There is power in intercession, y'all. There's power in it. There's power in it. Some of you guys are here because your grandma prayed for you. Come on, somebody. You're an answered prayer here tonight. And, and Paul says, I asked God. I'm interceding for you. I'm asking God. He says, ask, ask. He said, I ask God, and he says, ask in the next one. I ask, I ask, ask. Like, I'm really interceding. For, like, I'm praying, God, I pray not, not, that, not that they really look nice to the world. God, I pray not that they smell good and, and they put on good services and, 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 and they just keep counting people. God, I, my goal for them isn't them for just to be this, this big group of, of just positive thinking. No, I pray they be intelligent and discerning to know God for who he really he is and jump into what they're supposed to do. That's what, I, that's what I'm praying for. Paul's interceding for intelligence and discernment for the church of Ephesus. Why? Because many times we aren't thinking correctly. If we're not thinking correctly, we're not processing correctly. If we're not processing correctly, we're not receiving information correctly. And if you look back on the worst decision in your life, here's my next point. If you look back on the worst decision of your life, here's the question. Did you consult God's genius or did you settle with your IQ? In the worst moments of life, the moments you were like, man, that was a dumb, that was a dumb choice. I should have never done that. Did you for once go to God's genius and say, God, can you help me with this? I need, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. And God said, I asked for you to know God personally. Have some intelligence and discernment to seek after God and know who he is. Did, did, you, did you settle for your IQ or did you jump into God's genius? Did, did, did you look to God's vision or did you settle for your perspective? You can see things from where you're at. Some of you guys can barely see the altar on Tuesday nights. Can't even see anything. And God's got a bird's eye view on your life. And, and, and you're settling for your view, your vision, whatever. Come on, did once did you ask God, how, how does it look from up there? Do you, bring in, do you bring things into God's big hands or do you try to fit them all in your small hands? Here's discernment. It's my personal definition for discernment. If you Google it, this won't be it. It's my personal definition. Ready? Discernment. Understanding God's voice and heart while correctly processing it in the world around you. Ooh, that's a word and a half. I'm preaching to myself right now. Discernment. Understanding God's voice and his heart. We're here on Tuesday nights. Man, you got to catch the heart of God. On Wednesdays, don't stop being a prayer warrior. Don't stop reading your Bible because you can catch the voice of God. 
right? We're catching the heart and the voice of God to see it in the world around us. That's discernment. I can walk into an environment where people are worshiping God and they're not really worshiping. They're, they're actually messing around. It's discernment that lets me know what's going on. And that's not God's heart. That's not what God does. That's not how God moves. I see churches that hate people. No, that's not how God moves. That's discernment. That's leading me down the wrong way. The Holy Spirit is sucking me in my heart. That is, that is conviction. How, how, how are we doing this thing? How are we walking, Pastor? How do we know our, band, our, our boundaries? What do we do? Yeah, we read the Bible. It's instructions. It's, it's a walkway. It's a pathway. But we're also walking with the Holy Spirit. We have discernment. We have discernment. There's a, we're in a different time, y'all. We're not in, in, in before Christ or even 60 AD when this was written. We're in 2019. And, and there's a different time we're in. We need to start looking things, not with literal what to do, but, but what, with, with discernment. How should I handle this? It's knowing God's heart and hearing his voice and bringing it alive and processing it in the world around you. So he says, next verse, ask, 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 ask the God of our Father, Jesus Christ, right, to make you intelligent and discerning. And knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. Here's my question. How are you ever going to know who you are if you never tried asking the person who made you? How? How? I don't understand. I don't understand. How are you ever going to understand who you are if you're, never, if you're never talking to the guy who actually designed you? The Bible says he has the, 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 the hair on your head. He numbered them. Not he counted them. There's one thing to count them. There's one thing to number them. Like when you brush your hair too hard. And a piece, like a strand of hair falls off. Some of y'all, a lock of hair falls off. Brushing way too hard. After you brush your hair, you got, you got lightheaded. I'm lightheaded. See, the hair that falls down, that's not accounted hair. No, that's hair number 3,637 that dropped. Like, he's, like, meticulously after you. Like, he's, he's really, really over you. He knows you. He knows the beginning of your life. He knows the end of your life. He sees your life from the bird's eye view. He's not inside of time. Come on, he's got the time stone. He's outside of time. Come on, man. Marvel got nothing on God. All right? He's outside of time, right? So he's looking at you now while looking at you tomorrow. And how are you ever going to know who you are unless you go to the guy who can see you for who you really are? For how he really intended you to be? Can I get an amen tonight? Intelligence and discernment is Paul's goal. Here's my next point. You ready? When you know him personally, you see what you ought to do. When you know him personally, my, my goal tonight is to bring that extravagance, right, that, that, that expansion of horizons. But I got to let you know, Paul said intelligence and discernment into how you got to know him personally and do something with what you know. Somebody say know him personally. When you know him personally, you know what you ought to do. I don't know my purpose. You got to start knowing your God. I don't know my unique and special purpose. You got to know that God has unique and special words for you and unique and special moments for you. The reason why I can't tell you exactly your life ahead of you is because I'm not you. God has something for you, and it's way different than what God has for me. Can I tell you that? Because we're different. We're different. Next idea. Without knowledge, you think incorrectly, so you do incorrectly. People running their own knowledge and running their own career paths and live the life they want to live because they don't understand who God is, so they don't know what God wants them to do. 
Can I tell you this? I'm wrapping it up. Next idea, God wants you close. God wants you close. God wants you close. You're in here tonight. How far from God can, can, do I have to be to still be considered a Christian? How far from God do I have to be? Like, where's the line so I can just camp right there by the line? All my Fortniters, you know what I mean? Like, where, where's the edge so I can just ride it out? No, God wants you close. Like, God wants you right next to you. Like, God wants, God wants you, like, on his chest. Y'all know what I'm saying? He's the Father. And throw the first picture up. Some of you guys think your relationship with God is like this. Throw the first image up. If you were ever on a leash as a child, I'm praying for you. <laughs> we're praying for salvation tonight and your deliverance tonight. Stay with me. I got one minute. This is what most of us think Christianity is. It's a list of what I cannot do. He, he's just holding Nope, you can't do that. Nope. You can't have sex before marriage. Nope, you can't do that. And it's like, it's not a list of restrictions, y'all. That's not the gospel we got. That's not it. That's not it. And if you're being tugged by God, it's probably because you're running from him. Stay in the house. He wants you close. He wants you, guys, he wants you close. He wants you close. He wants you close. That's not related. That's what a relationship with God looks like. That's what it is right there. Not that you're far from me and I'm restricting you, but oh, would you come into my embrace? Oh, would you get to know me personally? Oh, would you see me? You want to, I want you to smell me. You know what I'm saying? That baby don't got a worry in the world. Look at that baby. This is a relationship with God. Look at that baby. I imagine God whispering, for I know the plan, I know the plans I have, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in the future. That's what it is. It's not God to stop doing no, you can't do this, can't do this, can't no. Come really see what it feels like to be human. Let me show you what living really feels like. Just come close to me. Let me hold you. Let me love you. Let me breathe on you. Let me whisper you secrets. And I won't tell no one else. Let me blow you away. Let me speak to your situation. Let me speak to your situation right here, right now. My goal is to stay in the embrace of the Father. Stay in the house of God. Stay around the children of God. Stay around the house. I'm staying. God wants me close. He wants me to know him. And it's until I know him that I know what I ought to do in life. Can I get a good amen tonight?